Today I have a story about an event in St. John Bosco's life that he said taught him humility, and it also recounts a miracle of divine providence. You're watching The Miracles and Prophecies of St. John Bosco, a project of America Needs Fatima. I'm your host, Matthew Miller. It's snowing, I can't believe it. As Don Bosco says himself, he preached in his parish church every Sunday. Having a great facility in expounding the Word of God, he was often sought after to preach in neighboring towns, especially on feasts of patron saints. In late October of that year, he was invited to speak about St. Benignus in Lavriano. He writes, I quickly agreed, because that was the hometown of my friend and colleague, Father John Grassino. I wished to honor that solemnity, so I prepared and wrote my sermon in popular but attractive language. I studied it carefully, sure that it would boost my credit, but God was about to teach me a lesson for my vanity. As it was a holy day of obligation, I had to celebrate Holy Mass for our parishioners before leaving. I would have to get on a horse to make it in time for my sermon. Halfway to my destination, trotting and galloping, I arrived in the valley of Casal Bergon between Cenzano and Bersano. Suddenly a covey of sparrows arose from a field sown with millet, and my horse, frightened by their flight and noise, started running through streets, fields, and meadows. I held on to the saddle for a while, but noticing it bent under the animal's belly, I attempted a riding maneuver, but the out-of-place saddle pushed me up and I fell on top of a pile of split stones. A man from a nearby hill saw my tragic fall and sent one of his aides to help me. He found me unconscious, took me to his house, and laid me in his best bed. Under his charitable care, after an hour, I came to and realized I was in someone else's house. Do not trouble yourself, said my host. We'll take care of you here and you'll lack nothing. I've already sent for a doctor and got someone to look for your horse. I'm just a farmer but can provide you with everything. Are you feeling a lot of pain? May God reward you for your charity, my good friend. I don't think I'm badly hurt. I may have broken my shoulder and can no longer move it. Where am I? This is the house of John Colosso on a hill overlooking Bersano. Brian is the nickname they gave me, your humble servant. I, too, have traveled the world and needed help. Oh, how many things have happened to me when going to fairs and markets. Really? Tell me about it while we wait for the doctor. Oh, how many stories I could tell you. <laughs> Listen to this one. Many years ago, in autumn, I went to Osti on my little mare to make provisions for the winter. On the way back, having arrived in the valleys of Morialdo, my poor beast, heavily laden, fell into a swamp and lay motionless in the middle of the road. Every effort to get it up again gave no results. It was the middle of the night, with very dark and rainy weather. Not knowing what to do, I started shouting and calling for help. After a few minutes, from a nearby cottage came a seminarian with one of his brothers and two other men carrying lit torches. They helped me unload the mare, pulled her out of the mud, and took me and my things to their house. 
I was half dead and everything was smeared with mud. They cleaned and refreshed me and filled me with a wonderful dinner, then gave me a very soft bed. In the morning before I left, I wanted to give them a just reward, but the seminarian refused, saying, We may need your help someday. When the kind man finished his story, I was deeply moved. He noticed my tears and asked, Are you feeling pain? No, I replied. I like this story so much that it moved me a good deal. Ah, if only I knew what to do to reward that good family. Such good people. What was their name? It was Bosco, but they were also called Bushetti. But why were you so touched? Do you know that family? Is that seminarian alive and well? My good friend, that seminarian is the priest you have rewarded a thousandfold for what he had done for you. He's the same one you brought into your house today and placed on this bed. By this event, divine providence willed to tell us that people reap what they sow. Everyone can imagine that good Christian's wonder and pleasure and my own at the fact that, in my trouble, God had caused me to happen upon such a friend. His wife, a sister, and other relatives and friends greatly rejoiced to learn that the seminarian whom they had heard about so often was now under their very roof. They did all they could to make me feel at home. A little later, when the doctor arrived, he found I had no broken bones. I set out again for my hometown on my newfound horse in a few days. John Bryan accompanied me all the way home, and we always kept a heartfelt friendship for as long as he lived. After this warning, I made a firm resolution henceforth to prepare my sermons for the greater glory of God rather than to appear learned and literate. This is the resolution Don Bosco made in that circumstance, but somewhat different observations about this episode come to our mind. First, how faithful the Lord is in fulfilling his promises. He said in Psalm 40 verse 1, Blessed is he who has concern for the wretched and poor, as the Lord will deliver him on an evil day. The Lord will preserve him, give him life, make him blessed above the earth, and not deliver him to his enemies. The Lord will assist him on his sickbed and remove his sickness from head to foot. Don Bosco's mother, Margaret, was always generous and hospitable to anyone in need. No poor person ever returned from her doorsteps empty-handed. No one ever came to her house at mealtime without being cordially and insistently invited to sit at her table. She repeatedly experienced God's liberality, rewarding her for what she did for the poor. The episode above is a case in point. Nor should we forget the outstanding humility that constantly shines in Don Bosco's writings. While he speaks of himself only to denounce his faults, we see graceful facts flourishing increasingly around him almost as if to prove him wrong. From his time as a seminarian, he used a stratagem to help the sick through the invocation of the Blessed Virgin Mary. He would distribute small pills made with breadcrumbs on condition that those who resorted to his medical assistance approached the sacraments and recited a given number of Hail Marys, Salva Reginas, or other prayers to Our Lady. He sometimes prescribed medicine and prayers for three or sometimes nine days. The sick and even the most seriously ill were cured regularly. 
Word spread from village to village, and people flocked looking for this new physician, whose prestige consistently increased along with his successful cures. Perhaps the Virgin Mary herself had granted him the gift of healing, which he disguised with this artifice of pills and powders so as not to be an object of admiration. We see that St. John Bosco's protection and his ability to do good for others all stemmed from one thing, his extraordinary devotion to Our Lady and the Holy Catholic Church. All he wanted was to obey the Blessed Mother, do her will, and encourage others to do the same. This faithfulness to his mission is what gave him his apparent superhuman strength. I urge you to pray that St. John Bosco intercede in our lives and make us the saints that God has destined us to be. It's never too late to try. Thank you for watching, and if you liked the video, please subscribe and come back for new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I've also put a link on the screen to the series on Don Bosco's Mysterious Vine Dream, a message from God on how to help his oratory boys on their way to heaven. God bless you, and Our Lady keep you.